Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. And that's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year, fans are going to be back in the stands, and it's poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. Now, if you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy baseball is easy to play on DraftKings. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and other categories. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than competing for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is still offering plenty of fantasy golf action for uh, this weekend's uh, tournament as well. Uh, I think Blues fans might think both might be better options lately than, uh, you know, considering how they've played. Um, with b- millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. So download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN. Again, that's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink when along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me. He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup. So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up. I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize, but listen. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Yes sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Jackman, Johnson, Eastwood, Backman, Wait, Walt, Hanzoos, Nastrick, Jansen, Boys, Young, Jammer, King, Salvador, Korea, Brewer, Low, Pollock, Finley, Turk, Sanya, Buganecki, Jay McKee, McDonald, Mellon, Buchanan, Kavanaugh, Mason, Manny, Stillman, Stephanie, Yak, McClement. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in year 52, man. So give me a let's go blues. <laughs> The starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. And Blues fan reacts. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes, your uh, home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am a discombobulated mess. I'm not even going to do my shtick today because... uh, um, yes, that, that is the Stanley Cup championship behind my left shoulder. I'm pointing to it right now. Um, we earned it in 2019, but we sure as shit aren't earning it now. Uh, this is Blue Notes. I am your host, Tom Franklin. Uh, that groaning you are hearing is from Mason, uh, Blues Fan Reacts. And, uh, and that sad music is from Guy, the Hawaii Blues Fan, who is... Filling in for Wax today. Wax had a another commitment that uh, uh, needed his attention uh, for this show, and I. Who knows? Who knows? But you know what? 
He actually, I, I'll spoil it. He's playing hockey tonight. And you know what? His team might actually win. And so I don't blame him for choosing that over bitching about the St. Louis Blues because that is what we all are here for right now. Uh, yes. Even you fans, Jeremy Miller, uh, hey, guys, what's up? How you doing? Uh, well, you're probably doing better than we are. Ashley Jones, let's go Blues, staying optimistic. Although no, actually, Jeremy's kind of a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, and they got their ass handed to him today, too. <laughs> they've been they've been getting their that, – that's been kind of a theme with them lately as well. Uh, three thumbs up. How's it going? I've only got two. Uh, there, There's Mason's uh, half-hearted third thumbs up there. Um, so this episode you know what was – funny? I put more of an effort on that thumbs up than the Blues had last three games. We'll get to that. We will definitely get to that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, first of all, we're all I have. We all moved on from Bobby Plager. I mean, I mean, I, I'll miss the guy. We I, I want to thank everyone that joined us for our uh, tribute you know, show on on Wednesday afternoon. Um, I've moved on, if only for the simple fact that the Blues are completely embarrassing Bobby right now uh, on the ice. In the three games the Blues have played, they have gotten one point. And that one point was against the Anaheim Ducks, who are the worst team in the Western fucking division. They are probably one of the top three or five worst teams in the NHL. One fucking point. And you know what? I I I was starting to turn around this game uh, whenever uh, O'Reilly got on the board. Great, the captain scored. Then you know that's great. That's that's going to set things off right there. Your leader is going to get this team going. And then Vladimir Tarasenko scores, and he's got that goofy Russian smile of his. And you're thinking, all right, they are finally moving on from this. This is going to be great. Anaheim scores one. Anaheim scores two. Overtime. Anaheim scores one thirty-seven. The Blues didn't even touch the puck in overtime. Guys, what the fuck? Mason, you look like you're about ready to pop. So I want to. I want to, but my mom just commented, so I can't I can't swear right now. But uh hey, hey, uh, hey, hey Robin, could you yeah, like yeah. Put, uh, could, could, you, could you press <laughs> mute? Years. Press mute for about five oh minutes God. there. Um hi hi Robin. Oh my God. Uh yeah. Just, hi mom. This is hi, not, mom. A fun to, not, not fun. Not fun to be a blues fan. Right now. I, I, if I'm lucky that everything's in the wash right now because this is the only clean thing I literally have. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wearing this because I'm not proud of it. I'm not. Last, but, I'm definitely not proud of it. They, the blues shouldn't be proud of it. The fans shouldn't be proud of it. The coaches shouldn't be proud of it. Nobody should be proud of this. This is embarrassing. By the way, you just hit on something. You just hit on something, and I've been talking about this for a while. And I'm going to jump all over it. I don't care who gets mad at me. We have a coaching issue in St. Louis. Mm. I'm sorry. You can sit there and go, mm. oh, he won us the cup. That gives him three seasons. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. This is a coaching issue. I'm sorry. Our coach has not figured it out. And I don't well, know what – look, I'm not an NHL coach, and I don't – but you look at the, the, the talent we have. We have the talent – to be at the top of this division, plain and simple, we have the talent. And when you have Mike Hoffman, a 25-30 goal scorer on the third line, which is an energy line and not a scoring line, and then you sit him after a two-game, uh, three-game, four-game losing streak, I'm sorry. 
Something's you know, wrong, and I'm calling what, Berube out. You, that article I wrote, I stand behind it. He's under a bit of a gun. I changed the title because I got tore up. I'm changing it back. Still under a bit of a gun, and he's screwing the f up. But first, of, first, first of all, some dude, uh, uh, Carlo from Vegas Nightly, checking in. You guys can still turn things around, boys. It ain't going to be easy, though. He's a Vegas fan, and he wants the Blues to do just as making the playoffs. He wants to bend this over a table well enough. for a straight game. Now, that's exactly what he wants. That's going to be that. Four straight claps right <sighs> to the freaking <sighs> face. Is, I don't want the Blues to go to the playoffs. Okay, no. I don't want them. It's going to be embarrassing. We have a first-round pick that we haven't traded away yet. Uh, yet. Let's get a good player with that. You're going to say Go something for a right? draft position. Go for a draft position. But no what playoffs. what are you getting? What are you getting? Right? You're going yeah. to be you're going to be in the you're going to be especially since they changed the draft now, the chance of you getting anything higher than what you are or even less because they're only picking two spots now, not three. Shocker. Yeah, I know. Right? So uh, by what the- good does that do? What good is it doing? What good's a 15th or a 16th or a, uh, a 14th? What good is a 10th to a 15th pick to us? Well, I mean, Absolutely I mean, I mean, none. I mean, we got Tarasenko with a 16th overall one year, but that okay, was lucky. But that, that, that was, was lucky. a, that, read, that was a, a, remember Tarasenko was highly rated. There yeah. was a little bit of an issue with the KHL there. Yeah. Foster they were they, they, 23rd. Yeah. There was, there was concern that Tarasenko, if he would even come over, he kept saying he would, and he did, but you know, people were kind of leery about of the KHL that at that point, you're right. Um, but I would definitely much rather have a, you know, 10th overall pick versus a number 16 pick. Um, well, I mean, that's where we're going to be. We're going to be somewhere in that range. So you're yeah. looking at, you know, 16, 14, 16, 15, 14, 13, somewhere in there. Um, Ashley Jones ponders, how in the world do we lead 2 nothing and lose to the Ducks? Some two words. Oh, my. Blues hockey! That's how. That it is, how is. We- the dreaded two-goal lead when we have it and the insurmountable mm-hmm. two-goal lead when they have it. And we've seen it the last two games. 314-622-BLUE uh, for season tickets to watch this shit show. Um, <laughs> uh, Ashley also agrees there is a coaching problem. I'm starting to wonder, and, and, and there's been hints of it going on, you know, like dating. I can go back all the way back to the Robbie Fabry situation. Now, Robbie Fabry's not a superstar, you know, he plays for Detroit now, and I, you know, I haven't even looked at his stats, but I haven't seen him, like, mentioned in a long time. Um, goals. So, uh, ten goals. Yeah, so it's not, not bad. Not bad. But the ten issue goals is on fa- the worst team in the league. Second worst yeah. team in the league. The, uh, you know, the, the issue with Fabry in St. Louis was he didn't play a two-way game. Baruby didn't like him. Uh, he was going to be a third liner, and, you know, that's pretty much what he was. He was what he was. Flash forward a year from now, you make the signing of Mike Hoffman a proven, proven 30-goal scorer, <laughs> and you pay him $4 million, and guess where he ends up on Craig Berube's system? The Robbie Fabry position. The, he has assumed <laughs> he has completely replaced Robbie Fabry in that regard. If he's not on the third line, as you saw today, He's healthy scratched. Now, I've been critical of Mike Hoffman, and I, I, I do wonder if it is a scheme fit with him um, or it, it, if he is just who he is, which is a score and nothing else. 
We were warned by analytics. Uh, I was even warned by, you know, uh, our Ottawa Senators host, uh, Shane Ryan, about Mike Hoffman. He will get you so many empty goals. Goals that will come when your team's already leading three nothing. He'll get the he'll he'll get the fourth. You know he he's just that type of a player, and we're seeing that this year with him. Where I I, I gotta applaud Mike Hoffman for practicing safe social distancing. You know in this you know COVID world we live in, because if there is a player within six feet of Mike Hoffman, he's fucking useless. Yep. <laughs> so I you could I mean yes if he was paired. With a baby, a better line, maybe he becomes more useful. But for whatever reason, it's not going to happen here in St. Louis. And I think th- I think we're just showing the NHL that Mike Hoffman, yeah, he could be good for you in the right situation. And I don't, we don't need those players. We don't need Mike Hoffman's. That we need to be particular about him and make sure he's in the right positions and in, in the perfectly right no, spot. No, see, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw in there. I disagree with that. Okay. I disagree with that. We knew what we were getting when we got Mike Hoffman. We knew what we were getting. The fact that we're not using him the way we knew what we were getting—that's on us. That's not on Mike Hoffman. Now you ask him to do something else, and he tries. But he doesn't get it. He doesn't do it. He, 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 it's not him. If that's the case, that's on us. That's not on Mike Hoffman. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend Hoffman on this. Mm. He knew what we were getting. Knew what we were getting. Should have been a second. He has never played on a first or second line more than one or two games. That's that, where he needs to be. That's where he should have been from the get-go. And we screwed this up, not so Mike Hoffman. That goes back to a conversation we had this time last week when it was Wags, Mason, and I. Is there a disconnect between Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong? You know, Doug Armstrong may one players, and of course, he's going to be the final say in getting those type of players. But do you, I'm, do you get the feeling, guy, that maybe he wasn't prop, Berube wasn't consulted on this Hoffman pick, and this is Berube's way of protesting it or, or something? Well, if, if that's it, if that's it, if that's it, screw you, Berube. Absolutely, you're. It's time for you to go. Because you know what, your job isn't director of player personnel. Your job isn't the general manager. Your job is to coach the players that they put in front of you. Now, if yeah. they went around you and said, "You know what? I'm sorry, we're going to do this because of this," and you didn't like it, you're screwing up. You should have just said, "Okay, I understand this one." Let's see what I can do. And if that's that's not what's happening, that's on Barubi. I can get flame sprayed from here to kingdom coming <laughs> back. I'm going to stand by this right now. And I've got nothing against Barubi. But going back to the bubble, this team has not done right. You can go yeah. back to the bubble. And I put it on coaching then, and I had a couple of uh, – and interviews tell me, no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. But you know what? Go back to the bubble and, and come forward. It sure right. looks like it's a coaching issue. All right. We'll go to Mason here next. First things first, King Angus, uh, thanks for watching uh, from up in Montreal. Uh, enjoy the salt. Um, uh, Scoop Troop on YouTube says, we need to start Huso. Mason, that's 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 your favorite 
option. Oh, right? my favorite blue Billy Uso. I, maybe, maybe, maybe he wants us to tank. Maybe maybe that's the solution. Maybe that's that's the reason. Although, as as Dan Ferris uh, points out, the draft this year kind of a crapshoot because there's limited to no scouting of the junior leagues, and it's been kind of a you know messy up there in uh, in, in Canada. So um, that might be a, a bit of a crapshoot there. Uh, how's it going, Rooster? Um, I want to ask you, Mason. Uh, Jeremy Miller uh, says Craig is losing the locker room and the fan base. I think we're seeing example evidence of he's losing the fan base just with this very show here. Uh, do you think uh, Craig is losing the locker room, Mason? As I drink a Bush Apple because I don't uh, the Blues don't deserve better beer tonight. I'm, like, I'm drinking cheap shit. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I genuinely don't know. I'm lost for answers here. I mean, I think, I think we all are. I, I mean, I, I love Craig Brube, and I understand Guy's point of it shouldn't matter what players you're given. You should you your job is to coach them. I'm with Guy there, yeah. but the least the general manager can do is because Craig Brube is not a speed coach. You no, you got to keep in mind he's not he's a speed a, coach. He's that was a how the Blues. Coach. That's how the Blues won the cup. Was they that's just how they grinded, won the cup. They grinded the hell out of everyone, and and and, and, and at that time it worked. Uh, a couple right. of comments. Uh, by the way, we are on live trade watch here because of the uh, yes. you know, Hoffman was healthy, healthy scratch. I got, Dunn I got was, every analyst notifications on, so the moment something happens, <laughs> I'll know. Yeah, exactly. Well, Craig Ruby uh, just said uh, in the Blues just tweeted it out. Vince Dunn couldn't play today with a lower body injury and is considered day to day. Um, is that lower body the intestines? Are the intestines? Are the intestines? In, are the intestines in the lower body? And, and and that's what Dunn's lacking is intestinal fortitude. Is that what what's going on here? Holy, holy! Uh, they're, holy they're blaming holy. it on him taking the puck off the ankle. But well, yeah, but but he not... war- he warmed up the whole Woo. like like throughout warmups he was suited up and ready to go and he was a late scratch. I think like, oh, Mikola I, I, I think Mikola came in on him. So maybe ah. that maybe I, I, I and I don't like to like you know you know like get fully into like the trade oh, speculation man. and all that stuff. Do you think maybe this is the Blues protecting Dunn or maybe they're they're working on a deal? Uh, actually, I do, I, I do, and I got something on Twitter. From my buddy Hockey Hound, and uh, he he posted something that that made a lot of sense to me. And we, I had him on. I'm trying to find it. Uh, I had him on my intermission show, and we talked about this a little bit. Hockey Um, Hound show uh, on Twitter. Uh, Just uh, that's his uh, Uh, label there. Hold on. Yeah, I can't find it. I don't know Uh, why I can't find what I'm looking for. Okay, here we go. He said. uh, okay, breaking news, David Pugnega, Pugnata of the fourth period in a recent article said the Let's Go Buffalo wants a first-round pick and a young player for Hall, but a second-round pick, a top prospect, and perhaps another asset might end up being the package the Sabres receive for Hall. Yeah, um, which maybe that, other, maybe that other asset would be done as done. Craig Berube just kind of you know, scuffles off from the press box there. And actually, he just returned. Uh, like, see, he walked away, and then he just came back. I, you know, I, I, we can't actually, like, play the presser on here without getting copyright dinged. But I'm uh, listening to it. Yeah, actually, he, no, we're allowed to play the pressers. We're allowed to play audio only. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to piss off spot Fox Sports or nothing like that. I yeah, don't think it's worth pissing off an entity which, like that. Which, by the way, thank you, Fox Sports, for giving us a copyright ding on our uh, Plager uh, tribute. You know, classy. They did? Absolutely yeah, they did. classy. So classy. So classy. That's that's great. That that's just wonderful. I'm glad you're being your name's being changed to Bali. That's all I got to say. I'm glad you, it's changing to that. Yeah, although I don't know if Sinclair is going to be much better in 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 that regard. Um, but anyway, back to uh, let's see. Let's go and lo- lo- go over some comments here real quick as we try to figure out what life means anymore. Um, Ashley Jones, I still don't like Wallman. I don't either. Uh, he's a great yeah. skater. He's got a good shot. He is a terrible defender. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Miller, I think Hoff, Dunn, and two firsts for Hall and Darlene. Uh That would be interesting. I- what I would space? give one first, not what, two. What? How much cap space do you think we have? Like all of it, apparent according to according to him. Um, I mean, and, I would love that trade. Oh, that's almost an even no up cap trade. Space. That's almost no an even space. up trade. Yeah, uh, Kyle Mead, uh, Taylor Hall is not a good fit with the Blues. He wasn't a good fit with Buffalo. He wasn't a good fit with Arizona. Uh, he played himself out of New Jersey. He wasn't a good fit in Edmonton. Is he a good fit for anyone? No, no, so I, don't, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Taylor Hall. He had one great year, and that was a heartworthy year. What else has he done in his career? Nothing. Teams with Taylor Hall on them do not rise up and be suddenly become playoff contenders. Before the the Coyotes last year, in his eleven year career, he went to one playoff series, and the Devils lost in five. So. That's his illustrious playoff history. I know he's had some bad luck with teams, but at the same time, I just <sighs> Taylor Hall is not the solution here. He won't fit. He won't he, fit. He is not well, okay, going. Okay, let me pose you this: If you want Taylor Hall, tell me what line he'd be on, and I will debunk it immediately. Third, he'll be on the third line. Third line, <laughs> no. We're all the good that's players. Exactly where you're going to put him, and that's why that's the problem. That's why he doesn't. That's why he doesn't fit. Because you put him on the third line, which is an energy line, which he isn't an energy guy, yep. don't take any chance. The only way he fits is if he takes Thomas's spot. And Thomas that, drops down to the third. But I don't think he's a center. I think he's more of a, a winger. I don't think I no. think he's played center, but I don't think he can play center. So who do we put at center if he comes up, you know? Here, here's okay, let me rephrase that. Name his wingers. Name his two wingers, and I will tell you why it wouldn't work. Any right, two uh, players on the blues. And you're talking about Hall? Yes. Okay. Um, let's go with uh, Schwartz and Tarasenko. Why not Shen? Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, let's go with O'Reilly and Perron. Do you think that Taylor Hall is good at hitting? Where's no. the four check on that line? Besides yes. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. O'Reilly's your four check on that line. Yeah, exactly. Right. But who's going to help him out? No one. Exactly. Okay. Perron's not a four checker. Hall's not a four checker. He's, you know, Hall is very S-A-W-F-T soft. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, no, that would not work. I'm, I'm with you. He just doesn't work. He won't if work Hoffman, anywhere. If Mike Hoffman doesn't work for this team, what makes you think Taylor Hall is? I exactly. Asked to, I, asked, I, asked, I asked that to Gabriel Foley, and, and Gabriel thinks, oh, well, you know, Hall could definitely score, uh, you know, at least 15 goals for this team. He scored, what, four this year for Buffalo? Four? Mm-hmm. Or, um, okay. So well, you see, been... remember when? Remember when? When there were rumors that St. Louis was in on Taylor Hall last year, or what? <laughs> no, it was last there year. There have been when, rumors when, for he went so to Arizona. Long. I yeah. debugged that. I said 
it doesn't even fit the Blues then. The no. Blues then, which had more speed on their team, arguably. Yeah. Do you really think he's going to fit on us now? By, by we the way, are by, a much worse team now. By the way, I gave Taylor Hall too much credit. He has two goals this year for Buffalo. Yes, two. two. He is two. a mi- he is a minus twenty. Although everyone on Buffalo is at least a minus. I feel that I, I feel that's low for Buffalo. Uh, okay, but let- minus seven. Yeah, but last year with uh, Arizona, thirty-five games, ten goals. Uh, before that, he played thirty <coughs> games with New Jersey, six goals. T- you know, Taylor Hall. Can we just finally get it out there? Taylor Hall is not elite. He's not. <coughs> no. Period. I question whether he's even very good. I mean, he he just he just doesn't do it for me at all. He didn't do it for a lot of teams this past offseason. That's why partly why he ended up in Buffalo. It it, it just it just I, I hate this idea so much. I don't like Taylor Hall as a player. Uh he he does not solve the problems. And you're and you're and then, then he's a free agent. Then yeah. he's a free agent this offseason. Um, and he's probably gonna want, you know. At least, I mean, he may not get eight million dollars anymore, but he's, he's, he's probably six, so, he's going to want he, six. He's probably going to want six. Are are the Blues going to give him that? Fuck no, because we have we have we have, an, we have we have our own problems to worry about. We have some young, you know, young, you know, Dunn needs a new contract. Although he's probably going to be Seattle's okay. property. I walk my long. comment back on Baruby just a bit. Okay, Baruby on Hoffman. I just want more out of him. I just made a decision not to play him. I want more out of him. That's basically what it boils down to. I need more effort and competitiveness from him. He hasn't scored in 10 games. Basically that. That was from Lou Cork. That was a quote. Yeah. Uh, by the way. Called him out. I like that. I, I actually like that he finally called some players out. Also, the Blues are not getting Rasmus Dahlin. That's just, you know, that, that that's not an opinion that I don't have any sources to back that up. It's just a fact. It's just Buffalo, a fact. The story so far, Vince, uh, uh, points out Buffalo isn't getting rid of Rasmus and Hall for Hoffman, Dunn, and two first. LOL. Buffalo is asking a crazy amount for Dahlin. They want a Matt Duchesne package to Ottawa kind of a trade. As well, they should because he was their first overall pick. So, And he's still young enough to where he may, he might be able to be salvaged. Because he is uh, not been good for Buffalo, but again, that's Buffalo for you. And I mean, I do you want to know something really sad? What twenty percent of Anaheim's win this year came in the last two games against St. Louis. That's twenty percent of their wins throughout the entire season. And and people say that the Blues aren't charitable enough. <laughs> oh, so it's charity. You know what? We should just like say fuck the schedule and let us play Buffalo every year and let them rack up the points and make a Stanley Cup run. Come on. Yeah. Who says no? King Angus points out eight mil for a third liner wouldn't be something I'd do, even if it's just for the last half of the year. Well, in Montreal, they're dealing with uh Carey Price and uh Shea Weber. So um yeah, I can see why he wouldn't do eight mil. He's he's lived that life before. Uh, life of disappointment that is for sure um and also i let, let, let's talk about this other thing that i've seen you know once these vince once these uh, taylor hall rumors started first of all vince dunn yeah, i could see that maybe i mean uh, i don't know if vince dunn actually would want to resign in buffalo but he's a restricted free agent with arbitration rights he'll get paid buffalo can afford to pay him and who the fuck knows um but let's let, let let's stop this right now buffalo's not gonna take mike hoffman from us no. No. Why? Why would they? why would they? He's not going to resign in Buffalo. 
and he's he's up for you know free agency this offseason. You do that unless you know unless they think that they can flip him, you know, at the deadline because they did that mm-hmm. in the Ryan Miller trade. They got Yaroslav Halak, and I think he played like one game for them, and then he was shipped off to uh, uh, I think he went to like they go to Washington. New York. I thought he was uh, in New York. Somewhere on the East Coast, he went. He went somewhere on the East Coast. He, he might, Brian, might have been the Islanders that that, that he ended mm-hmm. up with. Um, yep. That's the only reason Buffalo would take Hoffman off our hands. The, he is not going to turn that franchise around, you know. And and I, I think I think they know that. So no. You want me Buffalo, to give you one reason why they would take Hoffman? Why? One simple reason. Orgelin, Boca, and I can't even <laughs> remember the kid's name. Taste Thompson. Thompson. And a pick. Yeah, but that GM's gone. That t- doesn't matter. And, you know who's pulling the strings there? They yeah. got they got a, a woman. They got a woman owner pulling the strings who thinks yeah. she knows hockey. Trust me, that yeah. GM is nothing but a puppet. Exactly. By the we way, we wrote a uh, story they- on it. We wrote a story on it. Um, Jeremy wrote a story on it. This is the, the GM is a puppet string. GM's yeah. on a string. Yeah. Um, by by the way, Dan Ferris, uh, he wants uh, Hockenpah from uh, Anaheim. Can Anaheim just leave him here? I will say, I was <laughs> I was pretty impressed with him, and he's actually, by the way, he's actually friends he's with uh, Nico. Pick, isn't he? Uh, he was, I think, way back when. Yep. But he's also Fourth friends. Rounder. He's also friends with uh, Nico Mikola as well. Uh, they both uh, played in Finland. Uh, I don't think together, but they just kind of you know mm-hmm. grew up together. So that'd be yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, but yeah. I, I'm really concerned, guys. I mean, I mean, for 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 what you know, getting back to Baruby, I tweeted something out before the game today when when he when he when he presented his line when the Blues presented their lineups. I thought it was seriously just like you know he put all the names in a hat and he was just like you know picking them out of this hat right here you know just like no you're right the, uh Peron okay great and he'll be with oh let's see I hope this is the center here let's see do, 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 do. oh good it is uh it's uh um who did he who did Peron play with Thomas Thomas yeah 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 but, uh, Robert, Th- Robert Thomas there we go finally getting him his chance it just it felt so random and it's just like I I, I whenever I see coaches do these like blow-ups with their lineups to me, that kind of tells me the coach doesn't have a grip on things, you know, and I'm I'm kind of worried, you know, just as as you were a guy that maybe Bruby is losing the locker room a little bit. Um, what do you think? No, I, I'm, I'm going to stand by what I said at the beginning of the season, right? Is yeah. he a bit under the gun? And I think he is now. A lot of people took that to mean, you know, do I think he's going to get fired? I think he's putting himself under a gun. This is my system. I'm going to play it. I'm going to stick to it. Well, you know what? What you should have done right off the bat in your 10-day training camp or whatever it was, look at what you had, look at what was available, and then adjust your system to that. He has not made any adjustment. That 8 to nothing blowout to Colorado, and you look back on that now, and that shows you something. We were not ready for that game. We went into no. that game thinking we went into that game thinking after the four to one, you know, smacking that we gave them, we got this, and and we haven't got it back since. Yeah. We haven't got it back since the only game that we've played. We've played one game since that game that was I could say yeah we played Blues hockey and that was the overtime that we beat 
Vegas. Exactly. Oh, I didn't like that game. I was not happy with that game, actually. Uh, the one that I was happy with, I think I think the only game that I really liked was the 6-1 victory over Anaheim. That's it. Oh, it's yeah. Anaheim, so that should have been – that could have been 2-1, and it would have been a victory. Oh, a it, I know it's Anaheim, but this is also Anaheim who just beat us twice in a row. True. So True, true, true. Yeah. Same same Anaheim team. Um, and, of course, if, if this sounds familiar, if you're just a general NHL fan and you're thinking, where have I heard this with Baruby before? Well, Dan Ferris points out uh, Philadelphia fired Baruby for about yep. the same things we are complaining about here. Okay. So, you know, it's it's looking like that, you know, Baruby's going to stick to his guns and he's going to do the noble thing and, you know, go down with the ship, if you will, you know, as, as we sink, you know, in the standings to fifth or sixth. And um, then he'll get fired in the offseason and we'll have a we'll have a blues coaching search to uh, talk about, which I'm sure no one would have expected coming into the season. But it's the way it is. It is the absolute way it is. Um, do I want and- Jim Montgomery, though? Do I want him as the head coach? No. I'm just thinking about that. Uh, like, would I rather have him or Barube? And I'm like, no, Barube by far. So what's that going to solve? Uh, yeah. Well, well, there's I, the other thing. They brought Montgomery in as a uh, power play, as a special team specialist. Uh, oh, go. that's working so well that's right now. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It, it It's obviously not working. Our right? special teams has not been the same since Mark Savard left. Nope. Not no. even close. I knew when Mark Savard stepped away that that was going to hurt this team yep. badly. And oh, guess man. what? It has it's hurt this us. team badly. Killed us. Mark Savard, the former uh, power play guru, you know, the, yeah, just... It, 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 it this is this is turning into a shambles it is just absolutely turning <laughs> into a, a into a total a shambles and guess what if we sound bad now let me remind you of the blues upcoming schedule okay ah here we go friday by, by the way <laughs> by the way they get they get a few days off here which is which you know maybe they can you know dunk their heads in in some cold water and wake themselves up in, in between now and friday uh they're at colorado so that that, hey. that that starts that fun, and then they'll be in Colorado Saturday as well. Next Monday, they'll uh, host Vegas. Because those games have gone well. Wednesday, a week from Wednesday, it's Vegas again. And then Friday, Saturday of the next week, it's Minnesota again. And, th- and based on that one game we've played against them this year, that's going to go fucking great. Actually, I take it back. It's a three-game set against Minnesota. Yeah. This is, this is the meat of our schedule. I've been talking about this on my pre-games and post-games for a while, that we needed that, that if we didn't come into this, you know, being at the top of the division, we were in trouble. Yeah. And, we, this, and trouble, this, trouble isn't even the best word. And and I think I think I I saw, I don't know if it was right, NHL.com or someone mentioned on Twitter that, yes, the Blues do have – the hardest schedule in the NHL from here on out. Yes. This is this is what happened. And, and of course, and then they compared like uh Arizona and LA's and they're like in the twenties, I think, you know, yeah. for for, for they a, got a pretty schedule. good schedule so, coming up. The, you so, know, because we had the easiest in the first half. So obviously when we struggle in the first half, which is supposedly the easiest schedule in the NHL, we're gonna go in 
I fucking I'm, I can't I can't I can't I can't. This is this sucks. This is unbelievable. You hey, cannot man. go into the next. I don't want I don't want him to touch the playoffs. I don't want him to, I want them to take. I want them to lose ten nothing after every single game. Mesa's mom, turn your head for about five seconds here, okay? Um, drink. It helps. We are. This is why St. Louis is a brewery town, I think, just because of moments like this. Um, yeah, it, it's it's rough. It is, it, and I'm just I'm resigned to the fact. I, I I know it feels hypocritical to want want your your team, the team that you support, to miss the playoffs, but I just don't see any positive outcome with the Blues being in fourth place going into the playoffs the way they've been playing. Now, of course. They could, they could, they could do their 2019 resurrecting act again that got them this, you know, Stanley Cup here. But again, with this schedule, they're not going to go into Colorado and fee FIFO fum over them. They're not going to fee FIFO fum over Vegas. They're going to get smacked. It's just, it's just the way it's going to be. And I think we just, we, we have to, um, and, and t- Taylor Hall's not going to change that. No other trade acquisition the Blues are going to make. Will change that. Yes, there'll probably be some deals to be had in the trade deadline. I mean, Eric Stahl went for a third and a fifth round pick, which, you know, just a year or two ago would have been unheard of. You know, I think he's a good player. I think Montreal got themselves a good one there, but he went for a third. Buffalo wanted a second. No one was paying a second for Stahl. They got a third. So there would be deals out there, but it's just, again, you, you had the cap situation going here. Like right now, the Blues have about five million dollars in cap room. But you know why they have about five million dollars in cap they room? They got to bring Pareko back. Ding! Exactly, Kyle, Colton Pareko. So once Colton Pareko's back, bye bye cap room. So now you're it's, in the it's, position. It, it's going to have to be a player for a player. It's going to be yeah. have to be money for money. Yeah. Or it's going to have to be the other team taking the money, so it or, doesn't make our cap hit. Or the other team going, hey, we'll cover this player half this player's salary, but you got to make that third into a second. You know, it, somebody it's gonna be some- announce a trade. Yeah, I know. We're we're literally waiting for something here. Nothing. I don't think anything is going to happen at this point, but we could be wrong here. No, if Uh-oh. it was going to happen, it was going to happen during the game. That's why. That's why I think Dunn and Hoffman's. I think that there were talks going. But you know what? I, I'm going to go back to something else here, and and this goes to something I was saying yesterday. Last year, when we were in in the Hall deal, what was that for? Was that for Hall to come to St. Louis? I don't think it was. That was to drive the price up. And they drove the price up so much that when Arizona took Hall, they couldn't do nothing with him. They paid a premium for him, too. Exactly. What the Blues did was take somebody out of the what should have been out of the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what they did. I had a feeling, and I still have this feeling, that all this hall talk now, same thing, but drive the price up. Because who's looking at him? I'll tell you who's looking at him. Arizona or Colorado's looking at him. Well, Vegas to, is looking uh, at him. According to Dater, Teams in our uh, division are looking at him. Even though it's coming out that they're not, I think yeah. they are. According to Friedman, they're not look they're, Colorado's not looking at Hall, but I mean, we got time. Well, well, you know, I say this. I get how some of these guys are well, well connected. I get how Freeman's well connected. I really do. But we know for a fact that some of these general managers use Freeman to drop the price. Oh, they they use them all. You know, the right? you know, the Bruns and uh, yeah. McKenzie's. They'll 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 throw stuff out there to get them that to buy it and then get it out there. Yeah, and it drops the price. It's and a when tactic. the price drops, they jump back in. 
and, yeah. and get what they're and get what they're looking for. So exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's happening. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised either. And uh, I I don't know if Buffalo gets their first round dream for for Taylor Hall. Um, but maybe they still get a second and a good prospect out of this, you know, which would be good for Buffalo. I mean, they obviously they're not going where they don't need Taylor Hall. Buffalo needs a new owner. That's the only thing going to be good for Buffalo. Agreed. Uh, they they need the NHL to take that franchise over and then, you know, I mean, sold to a to a better owner or I mean, you, you definitely don't want to move out of Buffalo. Buffalo is a good hockey no, market. I'm, I'm fine they, with they, them they, being in Buffalo. Fans. But yeah, I'm fine they, with them being in Buffalo, but they need they need ownership that's not going to raise the ticket prices every single you know ticket prices every single year when they can't make the playoffs. Exactly. Oh, exactly. we're we're rebuilding. Will you pay us ten percent more? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, three one four six two two buff. You know, you know, call, call that number for season tickets. Yeah, no one's going to do that. No one's absolutely going to do that. And that's where your best way bread and butter is. Um, I'd rather so, call one eight hundred eat shit and die. <laughs> um eat shit and uh, that's a little long but we'll uh we'll work on that we'll work on that um okay one eight hundred eat shit are you happy <laughs> 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 well guys i i, I think we're we're, we're on the, we're on the same page here the blues suck right now they this is probably the low point of the season for them and whether or not there will be a dead cat bounce will not be because of Taylor Hall or Mike Hoffman or Vince Dunn suddenly becoming the player that all the analytics darlings think that he could be. Um, this is a more complex mess that we are dealing with here with the Blues. And it for me, it, it, it all comes down to one simple factor. But a big part that is fueling my anger at the Blues over this, Bobby Plager, Mr. Blue, died on Wednesday night. Or afternoon. This is your response. This is your response. When the man who has bled more buckets of blue than anyone in history, you go and squander two games to Anaheim. That's what you fucking do. It's hilarious because I tweeted out right after they lost the first game to Anaheim. I said, well, in honor of Bobby Plager, the blues decided to be outscored. 6-1, which is a difference of five. Yeah. In honor of Bobby Plager, we got we got a minus five goal differential. There you go. Way to do him proud. You guys are just amazing. I will literally never forgive you for that. Exactly. Never. Does, I, go. I gotta ask you, does this surprise you? Go back and think of emotional games. Think of Ari. What happened after that one when she died? Oh, that was we got our asses handed to him. The Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals, right? They came out and said they were tense. They 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 weren't ready for the pressure of that game, right? This team does not and has not responded well to emotional games for a long, long time. All the more I don't reason. think it matters. You find a way to win. You yeah. find a way to get win regardless. Like you found a way to win against San Jose in that 2-1 shootout win. You found a way to win. Everything was against you in that game, and you found a way to win. Why should this one be any different? You have something to fight for in that game. And the game against Minnesota and the game against Anaheim and the other game and Anaheim. Have I said this before? You find a way saying, to win. I'm just throwing it out Everything there. Everything else be damned. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. History it's true. Is history. They haven't. It's true. They, they've never been good at it. But 
There's no excuse. It's fucking, it's Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota's fine. It's, you're dropping two straight against Anaheim. You're going to lose by three goals to Anaheim. And then it's you're going to get clapped in overtime. Let me tell you. You're going to blow a 2 nothing lead? Wow. Okay. Yeah, you do you, do you, man. Yeah. Let me tell you about a guy named George Gipp. George Gipp was a college football player at the University of Notre Dame back in the uh, very early uh, uh, part of the 20th century. Uh, he played under Newt Rockney. He was named, uh, he was actually Notre Dame's first ever All-American football player. Um, he died two weeks after being uh, announced as uh, an All-American. And it was on his hospital bed that he is said to have delivered the win just one for the Gipper line. He apparently mm -hmm. said this to Rockney. Rockney then related to his team, win one for the Gipper. And fuck if they didn't win. They they had a they, they they the team responded. They won it because this was their ally. This was their friend. And by God, he would he would have wanted this team to win. And he and they won. They 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 beat an undefeated army team 12 to 6. It was an upset uh after that speech was made. If Newt Rockney came into the blues locker room here in 2021 and said, win one for Plager, they'd fucking lose five to one. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, how much heart this team has so much heart it so much it. motivation in that locker you could tell every single player is so motivated everybody's the right fit everybody's oh. clicking on all oh. cylinders coaches are wonderful the gm is my favorite person in the blues organization i don't know if i've ever said that doug armstrong is the best general manager in the entire history of the St. Louis Blues giving Bennington and by the way can we talk about how much of a steal that Bennington contract is a six by six what an absolute steal uh, he can go on the market and get 12 he is so good he is Connor Hellebuck good Jordan Bennington can close out games and single-handedly win us games he's just the best goaltender in the entire world Doug Armstrong once again best best goaltender in the world Ryan O'Reilly, the best captain in the world. D D Vladimir Tarasenko is so good. Mike Hoffman is the perfect fit for this team. Zach perfect. Sanford is perfect. wonderful. Everything's fine. Vince Dunn is a franchise defensive defenseman. The analytics! The, analytics. the analytics on him. They say he is a cornerstone defensive defenseman for the team. We have so much going for us right now, guys. As uh, Dan Ferris uh, reminds us here, um, on Hull's retirement night, um, they got beat too. And I was actually, I was there. Um, and I think he's talking about the uh, banner raising night. I was there. Here's the, you know, game puck that I have from that, um, from that night there. And, uh, I remember, you know, what, you know, they raised this banner before the game and it was such a big moment for me because I was a Brett Hall disciple growing up. And, you know, I mean, there were tears shed and all that stuff. And I don't remember what the score was, but the blues got spanked. That I night. think they lost on Plager's banner night. I think they did. I think they did. I don't know. I, I think know. they lost on Plager's banner night. Okay, too. which one? Because <laughs> there was two. Bar well, Bartley, Bobby, yeah. both on Bobby's. Yeah, talking about Bobby, yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 lost that night too. Um, you know, so, I mean, they, mostly they do the not do good. They do not do good on emotional nights. Sorry, that's just the way <sighs> on emotional games. I, I you know that's. I know it's it's an excuse or whatever you want to say it, but history right now shows us that this team for the last few years have not done good on emotional nights. Um, 
the, the Stanley Cup Finals, Game 3, this was your chance. This was the first game in St. Louis in 49 freaking years. The first time you ever played in June. You had proven to everybody you belong here. You win an overtime game, 2-1 to one on, a, on a pisser goal. And then you decide, nah, we're not going to play this game. We're going to let Boston score all the, uh, all the, um, I can't even say it, all the power play goals they want. Yeah. Right there. Ter- and they, they came out tight. They came out tight. They weren't ready. Uh, the emotion of that night overtook them. This yeah. team does not play well on emotional nights. And, I, and I'll tell you what, if, if there's any chance of riding this ship, the emotions got to get taken away. The Bobby stuff has got to stop and get taken away. And, and that's the thing is it's not. Yeah. It's not. And I, I know that's sacrilegious to say it, but that's where I'm looking at. And I've got the numbers and the stuff to back me up on this. You're, no, you're right. No, you know? you're absolutely- and, and, and I'm not trying to trust me. You know, who was the one following the most when we did the, the plagiar one, you know? It affected me a lot, and it still affects me. I still have a story to write about it. So, yeah, it affects mm-hmm. me. But these guys, these guys know better, and whatever's going on in that locker room's got to change. Right? Agreed. And, and, and whatever, whatever it is, if it's, if it is, if it's Barubi losing the locker room, okay, you've got O'Reilly, Parashenko, Schwartz, Peron, um, Pareko. There's so much veteran leadership, and I'm Shin. So much veteran leadership in that room. Hell, the Rangers won without the damn coaching staff. <laughs> That's true. Nine, nothing. Yeah. No coaching staff at all. They switched their own lines up. Did we beat the, Ve- the, the Golden Knights when they lost their coaching staff this year? Yes. I think we did. Okay. Uh, that's we, the one game we won when they had the other coaching staff, and they took us to overtime. Um, so, so, so there you go. So when, when we play Vegas, the solution is just get the staff all, you know, riddled with COVID. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, how, we, that's, how, out, that's how we'll get into oh, the playoffs, it, guys. Yeah. Start coughing. Let's if, – if, if Barubi's the issue, then fine. You guys fix it yourself on your own. Yeah. In spite of him. Right? And that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. These guys are supposed to be professionals. I've had bosses I've hated too, but it doesn't mean I didn't do my job. Right. And, and, and that's what, that's where I'm coming from here. It, Barubi, Barubi is just like yo and just like um, Hitchcock. They're hard, stern coaches and sooner or later they wear thin, right? Tortorella. Yeah. Tortorella in in, in 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 Columbus, he's wearing thin. Torts, Torts wears thin. The only one of these guys that never wore thin, two of them, and we had them both, Bowman and Q. Yep. Because not there, you know where you stand with them, but they don't sit there and browbeat you, browbeat you, right? Yeah. They 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 tell you, look, you do better. What I'm seeing, can you work on it? Thank yeah. you very much, or you'll be in the press box. Yeah. Andy Barubi Murray. does all these freaking head games, right? And he's playing yeah. these head games. 
playing him with Hoffman. He's playing him with Dunn. He's playing him with Mikola. Um, keeping uh, Stanford in when Stanford was, was having all those issues, right? Yeah. Uh, Wallman. Wallman has been, up until today, today's probably Wallman's best game. Wallman has been a huge disappointment in my eyes, and he's part of the reason Dunn's played so bad. Yeah, because they've been paired together a lot. Yeah, and, and Dunn's reason. trying to cover for Michael or for Wallman. And and, and, and I try, they, and, you know, and, and look, I know be, what you feel about Dunn, but I've seen a lot of that. And they, those two should not be paired together, Dunn and Wallman. They're like the same player essentially, except Wallman's faster, and you know maybe you know Dunn's more calculated. But they're similar types of players. You, you don't pair those two up. I mean, it just make it just. And then, of course, you know, in my opinion, they should be starting Mikola over Wallman anyway. But I will, you know, I'll take that to my grave. Um, no, I agree with you. They need they need to play Mikola more. He's there's there, there's a difference when he's out there. He contributes on both ends of the ice. What more do you want? What more? Well, do you want? And the other thing is, you, you talked about it earlier, Mason. You said we're not a speed team. No, we have a coach that doesn't know how to coach speed. We have speed. We don't use it, and mm-hmm. that's a problem. Right? Cairo. Cairo's a freaking rocket. Who's he paired with? Two of the slowest guys. What good sure. does that do? Uh-oh, I just kicked Tom out. Uh, no, just... I, no, I'm here. I, I that something fall from my, my bookshelf. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> I thought I got, I got, she got mad at me. Oh, then I go away. <laughs> but no, well, I'm the only one with working equipment. And even that's, yes, even that's generous because no. this is the worst webcam I've ever used in my yeah, life. Well, see, that's the thing with me. I use a DLSR, but they have a 30-minute timer. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm working on getting me a regular video camera, a regular movie camera. Yeah. My but, my but, my web my webcam is on a laptop and it's it's a really good webcam. It's actually a nice HD webcam. You can have backgrounds on it without green screens. It's great. Oh, yeah. The problem is it's it is on a computer that if I were to unplug my uh, a power cord right now, I would probably be all I would be gone in about five seconds because the battery yeah. is completely shot on it. Yeah. So yeah, same with my laptop. But what I, what I was trying to get at is we have speed, we don't use it. Thomas has speed. Sanford has speed. Kyrou has speed. Clifford has speed. Has speed. Yeah. Huh? Clifford, Clifford has speed. speed. Clifford has speed. And we don't use it. This is, and this is why I'm standing behind my, my stand that there's a coaching issue. You have to look at the players you have and adjust to them. Your system works on the top two lines. It doesn't work on the bottom six. Well, if it doesn't work on the bottom six, move them around a little bit. <laughs> uh, Stephen Glass points out you can't ask small players uh, that are fast to dump and chase. Um, dump and chase, in my opinion, should die. I mean, we 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 got to be more creative than, than than dump and chase. It just doesn't work. Uh, also, Thomas has speed as Blues fan fifty five. I think I said that. I think I threw Thomas out there. Yeah, um, ex- exactly. Eighty percent of your goals come from the neutral zone. Yep. Plain and simple. 80% of what you score happens in the neutral zone. We are by far and have been for a while one of the worst neutral zone teams in the league. We're trying to do these stretch passes, but when we do them, when teams do them and they're effective, the guy gets it going north. Our guys get it coming south or going east-west, and it kills the stretch pass. What good is a stretch pass if you have to stop? 
middle blue exactly. chat right now and somebody just said this is ball sack midwest coming at you live at ball arena where the blues are about to give you blue balls the yeah is that somebody watching our show no this is just in a blues group chat they're talking about how terrible yeah. how unfortunate ball arena is and bali sports midwest and how the blues are oh. going to give blue balls every single time they fucking touch the eye very ball, yeah. It, the next it, time, it's, the it's, next time the Blues will be on, though, it'll be on, it'll be on Bally Sports. Bally Sports, Bally Sports. It's Bally Sports. Bally. Hey, well, yeah, think of that. Calling it Bally. Not calling it Bally. Do you, do you mind if I talk about my contest I got coming up? Go ahead Go for it. Okay, so for April and May, I got a great sponsor. Um, Forrest Crump Enterprises, a construction company, small construction company in Illinois and Missouri, is sponsoring my prizes. I'm giving away a Justin Falk. Nameplate, sign nameplate, um, two mystery pucks, more than likely the uh, St. Patrick's one. And then that's for first, second, and third. And I have about 10 more uh, door prizes I'm giving away. So for every five points you score in the contest, you will get a ticket. So you play one time, you get one ticket. Hit five points, you get your second ticket, and so forth. It's open, no password. Anybody can play. Get as many people in there. The more people I get, the more prizes I can have. Support the sponsor. The Pick'em Contest is fun. I know, Tom, you've played it. I know, Mason, you've played it. And it makes watching the game a little more fun, especially when we got to deal with this crap. Yeah. And somebody picked the game right today. Yeah. Um, and, and then while we're talking the contest, we have not forgotten about these guys, Center Ice Brewery. Uh, no, we have Yeah, the, I, I screwed up the DraftKings uh, contest. and But, no, I've not forgotten about it. And I think by next Sunday's episode, we will be able to announce a new contest for that. That $25 gift certificate to eat the Center Ice Brewery. Uh, we will have something in place that's a lot simpler. And, and all you need to have is just a Facebook or Twitter account to take part. That's, it's, it's, that's it. You don't have to sign up for anything. Um, we'll do that. And then it'll be a contest that runs through the end of the season, which now will be uh, for the Blues will be on May 10th because they added a uh, makeup game against the Los Angeles Kings on oh. May the 10th. So, that, so, so like, that's when they put it, May 10th? Yep, right. At, mm-hmm. they, they extended the season by two days. So, uh, Well, I, I mean, you've seen that coming. They're trying to get all the teams 56 games. And that might mm-hmm. be pivotal because, you know, if, if this is the difference between the Blues making the playoffs or not, they get to take on the Kings, who should be beatable on paper, but this is still yeah. the Blues. That's what we said about the Ducks, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's hey, did awesome. you see Dan Ferris's comment? Holy shit. Uh, oh, do I want but, to? So basically, Baruby <laughs> is the NHL equivalent of Jeff Fisher, <laughs> but with a championship. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. All St. Louis sports fans will uh, will appreciate that. Um, one final thing here, real quick, as you, as as we noted, Wags is not here uh, tonight for uh, uh, this episode of Blue Announce. We hope to have him back on for Thursday. We're gonna try to reach out to um, our Avs host on our uh, hockey podcast network to maybe do a little bit of an avalanche preview with him and kind of reset. Um, but in the meantime, he did send us a video, by the way. He wanted to uh, share his memories of Bobby Plager. He didn't have a chance to do that Thursday because he was working, and he asked us to play this. So uh, let's go ahead and play that, and uh, we will then close out of the show. Here's Wags. Hello, Blue Notes fans. This is the man called Wags, and unfortunately, I'm not able to be with you guys live tonight. I have a hockey game, unfortunately, so I'll be busting my butt to try and uh, win a game tonight. Uh, But I wanted to jump in and 
give you my thoughts on the passing of Bobby Plager, uh, a Titan in St. Louis. And as he has always said, number five in the programs, number one in your hearts. And that is something that is no more true than it could ever be because Bobby Plager was a guy that put everybody before himself. Uh, He was an ambassador for the city of St. Louis, for the St. Louis Blues, for his family. Uh, I mean, he he was always a guy that would downplay his contributions uh, and, and uplift the other ones around him. I mean, he always said that Barkley was the better player and always put Barkley up there and, and to be somebody that props people up throughout their entire life. Uh, it just shows you what kind of heart a guy like Bobby Plager had. Uh, and it's just something that is going to stick with me for so long and kind of influence the way I go about the rest of my life because – you know, I, I, Bobby Plager was a guy I never got to see play. Uh, I've only met him once. It was at uh, training camp at the Mills, oh gosh, maybe somewhere 15 years ago. I'd gotten my very first Blues jersey for my birthday, and we went over there to watch a practice, and he actually signed my jersey. And that's really the only interaction I got a chance to have with Mr. Plager. But it's just sits there and shows you what kind of person he was because he was doing that all the time. It didn't matter if it was at a practice, at a game, out in public, doing whatever. Bobby was a man of the people for the people. And it just still blows me away what he has done in the 50-plus years that he's been a part of St. Louis Blues hockey. And to see him lift the cup in 2019, you know that was the most exciting part for me. It was great because we had won the cup. We had our captain for the first time in history lifted. The guys that battled their asses off to to hoist that cup, they deserved all of that. But I wanted them to be done with it so that Bobby could raise it. And to have him be embraced by that team, it, it just speaks volumes to who he was because – you know, the first few years out of retirement or into retirement, the team is somebody that knows him. There's a reason for that. But when you get to be at this point in your life and in career, when you have guys that have had zero ties to St. Louis, had had zero ties to the Blues, and yet they are there in their first year and know how important it was for Bobby Plager to get a chance to raise that cup, that just shows you what he was all about. And it's hard not to get emotional about this because Bobby was a guy that everybody loved and he loved everybody in return. And I'm just thankful that we got to have as much time as we did with him because he made everything around him better. Uh, Even when things weren't going well in the organization, you, you knew Bobby was there, and he was the light in all of that darkness um, anytime the Blues had, had experienced that. Um, I just I love the fact that he couldn't watch the ends of games. Uh, just watching that video of him in Game 7 when he had to just go away, he couldn't watch the end of that game, even knowing full well that they were very likely going to win that game. I mean, they were up 
yes, Boston got the, the, the goal, but they were up. They were going to win it, and he still couldn't watch it. And, and that just speaks volumes to me because I'm kind of the same way. I just I don't I don't trust anything until it's done. And it seems like Bobby was like that as well. All the heartbreak that he suffered, um, but just being able to have him win the cup as part of the organization, lift it, get his parade. Um, he, you could almost feel like a weight was lifted off of his shoulders, and it's a, it's a weight he didn't have to carry. It's not like we sat there and said, oh, well, until the Blues win the Stanley Cup, Bobby Player can't leave. I mean, that's not what it was about, but that's what it was for him. He was a guy that carried this burden on his shoulders, and maybe it's because he lost his brother at a young age. Maybe it's because he thought they should have won in their first three years, and they didn't. I don't know what the reasoning was behind it, but he carried that burden he carried that torch and then he got that cup and lifted it and you could just see it all kind of melting away. And Bobby was always happy, but I think he was even happier after they won the cup. Um, It's just, it's just amazing who Bobby Plager was and there's not going to be another one like him for a very, very long time. Um, Yeah. It's still hard. It's still hard a few days later. Um, but knowing that he's in a better place, he's up there celebrating with his brothers, Barkley and Bill, being able to celebrate with the guys that are no longer with us and going to them and saying, hey, guys, guess what? Guess what we did? Guess what we finally did is we won the cup and now I get to share it with you. Knowing that he's up there doing that just makes me feel so much better and happier. And as Doc Emmerich said, Bobby Plager would want us to laugh. And it may not be the time right now, but we're going to look back and continue to smile and laugh and enjoy the moments that we had with Bobby, because that's what he would have wanted us to do. Uh, And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Uh, Bobby Plager may be gone in body, but he's always going to be here in spirit. And it's something that we can never lose as blues fans. So I'd love to hear your guys' memories as well. Um, And keep sending them in because just because, we're doing this today doesn't mean we can't continue to talk about Bobby Plager. So guys have a great rest of the show and I will see you guys next week. And there you have it. A man with more heart than the St. Louis blues did this past weekend. Yep. And I think that's all we can say about that. Of course, uh, if you want to, we, we, we've got, we've kind of bared our souls over Craig, uh, over, uh, over, uh, well, we've definitely bared ourselves over Craig Ruby today, but we, uh, bared him over, uh, Bobby Plager on our last episode. You can check that out on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, our, uh, Justin, uh, Falk fan club. It's up there on Facebook. If you want to check that out as well. Um, I also, I also did one after yours. I, yeah. I, I just, I wasn't going to, but I, I actually had a few of my people that follow me says, guy, you have to. Yeah. So it was really hard for me, especially since I did it on your show. I didn't want it to feel like I was, you know, playing something else. But I, I got yeah. asked by my, by my, my, my group. So yeah. that's why I did another one. Yeah, I saw that. It was uh, that, that that was that was great of you. And just if you like what you've heard today, uh, feel free to like and subscribe and uh, uh, follow Blue Notes uh, for our future uh, content. Whether you're uh, uh, listening to the audio version of this or the YouTube or Facebook. Uh, we certainly appreciate your patronage and appreciate you sharing the word as well. Uh, Mason, any final thoughts? There's not a thought behind these eyes right now, Tom. 
Okay, <laughs> except maybe murder. Except I, I, maybe, I, maybe murder. I, I can see it. the murder in your eyes. Okay, uh, guy. Any any final thoughts from you? Well, I, I know I, I sat there and I saw it all doom and gloom, but you know you got to keep your head up. You got to understand that it's hard. I know, you know, and, and I sit there and I say that you're right. It is really hard, but we got to look at this team has take everything away. It's zero zero. Day one of the season. If you did that, would you think this team still had a chance to beat these teams? And that's what you got to look at. And if I look at that, I say, okay, maybe. Let's see what these three or four days off do for them. Yeah, let's see what they. It'll be interesting to see how this little layover affects them. I mean, because I, I mean, they did they did go through kind of a tough. Uh, I mean, I want to say a, a tough part of the schedule based on the teams they were facing, but they did a lot of traveling and, and things like that. So maybe this break will recharge them. One can only hope. But of course, as, as always with the Blues, um, you never really know. You never yeah. really know. But we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Blue Nose. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there is no me, there is no Mason, and there is no Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, and there is no Hockey Podcast Network. So thank you very much. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump. And Mason? Play to the whistle. And okay, well, go visit the stlouisfanreport.com. Mahalo. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Jeremy Boyer, play us out. listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from